Welcome to Gaia's Love, a podcast of brief messages to help humanity bridge the gap to the new earth. My name is Vivian Gerard. It is my delight to be a scribe for consciousness today, sharing the wisdom that flows through from source. Here we go. Episode 345. It is Friday. It was Friday today. I had to think for a second. Yes, Friday. And it's warm right now. Gray. We're supposed to have rain all afternoon and evening. And then tomorrow it's going to be, I think, high of low 70s. Beautiful sunshine. (laughs) My husband has a huge to-do list for outside that we're going to be diving into. So here we are on Friday at the end of May, about to step into this new month of June. And there is still so much coming up for exploration and being reviewed and being understood. And there's just a lot moving. And so I have been feeling over the last couple of days like, what, what would I actually want to share? I had a really big share in my journey last week with I Am Light Medicine story and um, yeah so I'm just going to kind of ramble but the overall theme for today is endless there's a song that a musical instrumental piece that I was listening to on my run this morning by the Echelon Effect E-C-H-E-L-O-N Echelon Effect this beautiful group that creates the most amazing music and Um, I've talked about their music often in the podcast, but this song, Endless specifically, just melted my heart today when I was running. It looked like it was going to rain, but it hadn't started, and there was that kind of cool breeze that comes through the stickiness when you know rain is arriving. And the song started to play, and it just felt, oh, it just felt like this is the fullness of life right now you know my body is strong and healthy and I'm breathing this fresh air and this incredible music is playing in my ears it was just one of those transcendent is that the right word transcendent moments where your mind body soul are so in grace so at ease so in harmony and it's just rapturous (laughs) and so I had that experience this morning listening to that song and I'll put the link in the description. If you want, you can listen to it now and then come tune back in because you'll totally drop into the same vibration that I'm going to be sharing in this podcast episode. Or you can listen to it later. But it was so beautiful. And I came back home as I was doing my shower and getting dressed and eating my breakfast. I was thinking about the word endless and the meaning of it and how it's it's so dependent upon our feeling so well I'll just play with it and then this will take us into the meandering for today so endless can feel like torture right I'm in this endless cycle of awfulness that never ends and it's endless so it feels like oh 
right? There will never be a final moment where this completes. It's just going to keep happening over and over again. Or, this is how I felt it today, endless can feel like this infinite flow of love and beauty and harmony and alignment and possibility you know it's all these high vibrational words and then endless feels like the most incredible gift that could possibly have been given to you (laughs) and so it really depends on the emotion and the place we're at in our human journey it can even depend on the minute or the hour or the day you could have an endless torturous day today and then an endlessly delightful evening or day tomorrow (laughs) I could have an endlessly torturous day of chores tomorrow (laughs) or I could have an endless day of delight with my husband experiencing the activities we're going to experience together outside as we sand our deck (laughs) so which way which way do I approach it which way do I experience it (laughs) endless can change in the moment and what I kept coming back to as I was reflecting on the definition and the feeling of this word today was the movie Groundhog Day. And so quite a bit of what I'm going to share today will tie into the movie and then draw the parallels to what I feel we are all going through collectively as a humanity right now. So there's the framework. (laughs) Your mind can settle into that and it can either be an endless hour of blah 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 or it can be an endlessly delightful experience of parallels and ahas and beautiful revelations (laughs) so you get to choose which way you experience this podcast (laughs) Uh, I love when energy is that like in our face right (laughs) right here showing us what it is we need to experience (laughs) Yeah. Okay. If you have not yet seen the movie Groundhog Day, I highly recommend that you watch it because it is totally what is happening, I believe, here on this planet in the year of 2020. If you have seen it, it might still be fun to pull it out and watch it again. I say pull it out because somewhere you probably have a VHS tape if you're in your late 40s, early 50s like I am. <laughs> you're going to be one that might have a VHS somewhere that you need to find a VHS recorder for. (laughs) Uh, The movie was recorded in 93, and it has uh, Bill Murray, who is just an icon in the comedy world, in the acting world, Bill Murray and Andy McDowell, and then a whole really cool cast of characters. So here's the quick summary, and then we'll start looking at the parallels. So in the movie, this very dry, cynical cameraman, weatherman, is sent to the small little town, I think it's in Pennsylvania, pick a, pick a, no, no, something, I don't know how you say it exactly, Pekwanski, it's this name, anyway, he is sent to this little town, and this is where the groundhog is able to either pop out and see a shadow at the beginning of February, or not, and depending on what happens, we're either going to have a no spring, or a long spring, or I don't know, there's all this weather stuff that goes with it point is he goes to a small town there's this whole big event happening everybody wants to see what the groundhog is going to do and so he arrives and he's in a bad mood and he's grumpy and the woman that is speaking into the camera with him Andy McDowell you know it's just this whole or maybe she's she's the camera crew he's the one speaking into the camera it's just this whole thing and he doesn't want to be there and you can tell and he's tired and irritated 
and then has a bad night, wakes up the next morning and goes through this whole day, goes to sleep that night and wakes back up in the same day. And so he wakes up in the same day over and over. I forget. I don't even know if they counted, but however many times he wakes up in the same day, the movie repeats the same uh, song to show you he's back in the same day with the same people making the same words <laughs> on the radio as he's waking up. What, uh, how do I even summarize this? So in the movie, he wakes up and is mad that he's back in the same day and then realizes he can't get out of the same day. And so he goes through all these cycles. He starts to find ways to end his life thinking, if I electrocute myself with a toaster in the bathtub, then I'll die. Nope, he wakes up and he's back in the next day again. If he drives off the edge of the cliff, with the groundhog, I think, <laughs> if I remember right. I should have watched the movie before I listened, before I made this podcast. <laughs> but he tries all these different ways to kill himself. None of them work. And then he finally, something shifts. He wants to, he starts to fall in love with the woman. And so he wants to impress her and make her fall in love with him. And so his focus turns to her and he wants all of her attention. And so he's trying to do things that will make himself look good in front of her. And all these other characters along the way are providing these beautiful storylines and we're seeing, you know, all these different archetypes. It's hysterical. The point is, he's trying to figure out how to see. You can feel the endlessness of this movie. <laughs> he's trying to figure out <laughs> how to win her love. And he tries all these different things and he can't. And she keeps rejecting him. And he tries so hard. And he goes through the same day over and over and over and over and over and over again. And he never wins her love. And then he reaches this place where, and this is the spoiler in the movie. So if you haven't watched it, fast forward for a couple minutes. Although the whole podcast episode is probably going to be a spoiler. So <laughs> maybe you want to watch the movie and then come back. <laughs> or it's going to be an endless podcast and then an endless movie. <laughs> so... <laughs> So he, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Uh, so he, um, he finally reaches this place where he, he decides or realizes it's not so much about doing it for somebody else. It's what is his enjoyment of the thing that he's doing in the moment. And so he starts to come to this peaceful flow through his day where everything, he's just in the right place at the right time with the only intention being to support whatever needs to happen there. So he catches the person who falls and he helps the person who's choking and he plays the piano piece for the person who needs the music. Like everything is just about the, the collaboration and the presence and the joy of being in the experience and he's not focusing on if the girl is seeing him do all these things or if she's falling in love with him as he's being the hero he's just flowing through in his highest vibrational place and he has this incredible day and they film it of course from the beginning to the end and I believe in the last round through he falls asleep and she's in the bed falling asleep next to him and they wake up the next morning and the same song isn't playing. And he like jumps out of the bed and he's like pinching her and trying to make sure she's real. <laughs> and the song isn't playing and he's running to the window and there's snow outside and there wasn't snow outside the day before. And you can just feel all of his excitement like, oh, have we moved into a new reality? Like what? What just happened? And then 
all of his joy at being with her and how she likes him and they've moved through all the stuff in the relationship. It's just such a great movie. So (laughs) how does that tie in to today? Well, not maybe today, but this time period that we're in right now. Well, what brought it up the other day, my I went to say good morning to my daughter, and she was sitting in bed just reading, and I said, good morning, you know, how are you doing? <laughs> Which, you know, a mom of, you know, grown-up children, the children aren't always a fan of, good morning, how are you doing? <laughs> They're easing into their day a little more slowly. <laughs> But by then, I've already been up for three hours, and, you know, I'm full of energy. So I was talking to her, and I said, I said, do you have any plans for today? And she's getting ready to start her job next week, but she's off this week. And she said, no, it's kind of like Groundhog Day. <laughs> it's the same, same thing. <laughs> and I was just laughing, thinking about that movie. And in the movie, you know, the... When we say it like that, it's just Groundhog Day. And I believe many people are feeling this way right now on our planet. It's like, I'm just doing the same thing. Every day is the same day. There's no spark, there's no joy, there's no fun. It's just the same cycle. I believe many people felt that way before coronavirus started and then this virus, the pandemic, the energy that I feel is moving through this thing we call coronavirus, this wave of shift in consciousness, when it started to interrupt everyone's groundhog days and cause everyone to stop and stay home and be in their family space and be in a different, many, not everybody, many to be in a different uh, daily routine I feel like Groundhog Day got interrupted. And then we were offered this invitation. What do you want to do then? What what would you like to do? If you're not going to be in the cycle of running, work, and daycare, and kids, and cleanup, and running, you know, activities in the evening, and more stuff on the weekends. If you're not doing all of that, and you're home, now what do you want? Right? And this is the pattern that in the movie we see Bill Murray's character move through. Well, if I'm going to be stuck in the same day and I'm going to be at home all day, I don't know. What do I do with my time? And so people started to uh, find the things that maybe would interest them or do the projects they haven't had time to do before. Or, uh, I mean, there's just so many examples, right? We've all moved through this, so we all know what your experience of quarantine has been. What I believe is happening now is we are shifting from the place where uh, we're not going to, well, let me see how to say this. In the movie, he thinks he's always going to be stuck in the same day, so he tries to end the day by killing himself. He tries to shift the vibration through death. I believe coronavirus has brought mortality and death forward for so many people to Uh, feel into? How do we feel about death? How do we feel about illness? What are our beliefs about germs? How do we feel about our medical health care system? What what shifts need to be made? Right? Mortality has been brought very powerfully forward for so many people around the world. And so we're exploring how we understand death. 
the process of dying, the process of grieving. There, there's been so much that has been brought up for humanity to explore. And we have perhaps realized, I know we don't know yet, because the virus could mutate, the virus could come back in the fall. The vi- I mean, there's all these ways that we don't know yet what's going to happen. Is it going to get worse? Is it actually better? Is there going to be another virus? We're all co-creating that. But what we are being offered, at least here in the United States, is this invitation to come out of that space of being so afraid and facing our mortality and into a space of, okay, maybe there's a new way to experience life. Maybe there are ways we can come back into community and into businesses and into schools. And how do we do that? And what does it look like? And so we're kind of in that phase in the movie where he's chosen to stay. He's in his life. He's not going to be leaving his life. And what is he going to do now? Because it's the same old day every single day. What are his interests? What is it he would like to learn or experience or create? And so he does piano lessons, right? And he learns to do ice sculptures. (laughs) He looks at what's available in his environment And then he finds the things that maybe bring him a little bit of joy and he starts putting some time into those activities. I feel like that's where we are right now. What is it that we want to be doing if we have a little more freedom, if we can be outside of our regular uh, quarantine activities or our regular quarantine routines, if we're moving into something different, what is it that we're going to create? Do we want to go back And if we're going to relive Groundhog Day, do we want to go back and have the same old days, the same old work, the same old routines, the same old highly scheduled days? Like what do we want to go back to that or do we want to experience our day in a new way? And how do we do that? So you can feel sort of the in-between space. (laughs) I feel like I've talked about in-between for months, but I feel like we've been in the in-between for months. (laughs) <laughs> and we may be in in between for a couple more months or a year or two years. I don't know, right? We're all, we're all in this as a community, as a humanity. And so we're kind of co-creating it. None of us really know what, what the cycle is going to look like. So the invitation or the, the vibration, that's not even the right word, the possibilities I feel like there are many possibilities opening up for us and as we as we move into this next phase of collaboration as a humanity of coming back into you know being in the same physical energy field together we can come into it um, with the possibility of um, (laughs) I'm trying to find the right words (sighs) When in the movie, he started doing the things that he enjoyed, at first it was just because he wanted to pass the time. And then he realized he actually enjoyed them. And then he realized because he knew these new things, he could impress this girl and he could try to change someone else's behavior or feelings. And so he went through this whole sort of cycle of awareness. And so I bring this cycle of awareness to your awareness as these shifts start to happen collectively. So, for example, 
let's say you're about to go back into your office next week or back into your school community. I don't know if schools are opening, but maybe there are more activities happening within the schools to prepare for the fall. So as we start going back into these community spaces, what we have uh, been able to learn or focus on in quarantine is what our own energy field, energy flow feels like. What it's like to have uh, presence to be in our bodies, to feel our bodies, to move a little more slowly, to be uh, very choiceful in perhaps our words, our actions. And so as we go back into the same old structures that we were in months ago, are we going to go back into those structures and do the things the way we always did them because that was what was comfortable when we did them back then? Or do we go back into our office with this new awareness, like maybe we listen more than we used to listen because now we've had so much time to process our own things, our own stuff, that we don't need to be doing that verbal diarrhea <laughs> with other people as much. So maybe when we're in those office spaces, we can be more present with the people around us. And so we're not just throwing energy around like we used to or um, mindless is the word that comes up like we're not mindlessly moving through our days we're consciously moving through our days and so we're very choiceful about what we're doing with our time in the office the conversations we're having with the people around us are we honoring the other person's time and focus when we haven't had them next to us or across from us for months and then we come back into that communal space, are we respecting each other's spaces? How, how do we bring ourselves fully present into those old structures? It's Groundhog Day, right? How do I come as a new energy, a newly awakened aware energy, back into the same old day? Am I going to do it like I did it before? Or am I going to bring this new joy with me, this new peacefulness? Do I move through the day with more calm? Are things not going to ruffle me the way they used to because now my priorities are more in place? In the movie, it's hysterical because there's this insurance salesman that wants to sell him life insurance. And he knows he's going to be in the same day forever, so he doesn't really need life insurance. But he's so irritated by the salesman that he's like, leave me alone, and jumping away from him, running away and hiding from him. You know, he's doing all these things to avoid the conversation with this person who wants to sell him something. And then he switches gears at one point, and he's like, oh my gosh, it's so great to see you. I'll buy all your life insurance. Because he knows he's just going to wake up the next day and doesn't really matter. <laughs> so this guy is like over the moon because he just sold the greatest thing he ever sold to this person he hasn't seen in years. <laughs> so the whole dynamic of energy shifts between those two individuals only because the main character shifted. Instead of trying to avoid, he just brought joy and play and fun into that exchange. Right? So... As we come out of quarantine, we are going to be around people that perhaps aren't our favorite people. And we're going to have, uh, well, I'll just leave it there. We're going to be around people maybe we don't always want to be around. But if we're, if we're in their space, I guess this is the, 
aha I offer you. If we're back in their space again, after quarantine, there's something they're supposed to be teaching us. There's something we're supposed to be teaching them. There's some exchange of energy that is meant to happen. Or this coronavirus energy would have cleared them out of our life or our path in some way. I was talking to a client the other day and I described the energy field, the feeling of coronavirus as a hurricane. Like when a hurricane comes into a community and just tears through the community and it flattens everything, clears everything, and then you're left in the aftermath and you're looking around at your home or at your things and your, your clarity about what's most important is so focused. Is it really the pots and the pans or the fancy kitchen or the car in the driveway? No, it's the memories, it's the pictures, it's the little stuffed animals, it's the people. Of course it's the people, right? So I feel like that's the energy that coronavirus has brought into everyone's lives in some way. It's clearing the clutter, clearing the chatter, getting our focus so precise on what most matters to us. So if you go back into a work environment and you're with the same people and they're still in your path, there's some exchange that's meant to be happening with those individuals. So can you show up differently? Can you go back into that office or school or wherever you are and say, okay, I'm clearly still here with you. So let's just see if we can play and have a little more fun. I'm going to show up with an open heart. I'm going to show up present. I'm going to actually listen to you, <laughs> right? I'm going to listen to you instead of trying to shut you down or run away from you like the car, the life insurance guy and Bill Murray, <laughs> right? You got to at least watch those clips. Those are so funny. But if he, if he shows up accepting, joyful, happy to see this person, in the last uh, day where he actually lived through the whole day, I, I remember like they hugged, <laughs> right? They, he was like so happy to see him. And I think the car, this, I keep wanting to say car, the life insurance salesman was somehow connected to somebody else in the town and it all came together at the end. And of course it was this beautiful community. There's this beautiful community. And instead of trying to reject the one, it's this embracing of bringing himself fully into the community and finding his place. So what if you show up in these relationships more peaceful, more happy, more um, just willing to accept the other person? Okay? And from these new awarenesses, then we, we really make choices about so for example, if you're going back to a job and you're in the job and you're realizing it's really not a match because you're very aware of your own energy, your own priorities, the things that you have learned in this time of quarantine. And now you're back in the space and you can feel like this is not my home or this is not my community or I don't resonate here anymore. Then it's an invitation to do something different. The, the possibilities that are opening up for all of us. We, it's like, a, it's like the hurricane, you know, when it comes back in and your house is flattened, do you rebuild exactly what you had before? 
Or do you take from there what's valuable and move somewhere else or clear the debris and start over and build a new house? What, what is the life that you're choosing to experience? And that's where I feel this word endless coming in so powerfully. We can come back into the cycle, the loop that is our life and even if you've been busy in quarantine, you may still find yourself in this loop. We can just keep doing the same loop over and over and over again. And it's, it's just going to continue. It's never going to end. And we're going to feel like it's endless. The negative feeling, the heavy feeling, the weighted down feeling of endless. It's us that's creating that emotion that's continuing that cycle. So if we want to shift to a vibration where endless is pure and creative and joyous and peaceful and we're delighting to be in this endless flow, we're the ones that choose that shift. We choose how we're feeling and how we're showing up and then the energy moves to match that. It, it transmutes. There's an amazing... Uh, description in Richard Rudd's book, The Gene Keys, and I forgot I was going to read it before creating the podcast, but clearly it's meant to be a follow-up. In the book, he describes the, I don't remember the exact thing that he calls it, but it's like an activation sequence, and um, there's like a series of letters, and he said, well, there's several ways he describes it in the book, but here's my interpretation of it. Our DNA, our genes are wired with these sequences of uh, vibration or movement. And so, and our minds follow that same loop. And so we create a pattern that is very comfortable and we stay in that pattern. And we keep repeating that pattern because it's familiar. And the way Richard Rudd describes it, he says, sometimes we're offered a little bit of a space or a gap in that pattern. There's like a little window of opportunity that opens. He says, if our mind, body, soul are awakened, this is my description of it, but it's how it felt to me when he was saying it. If our mind, body, soul are prepared and ready and awakened, when we find that little window, of that little gap, we can choose to pop through it. And when we pop through it, we've broken the cycle. We've stepped out of that old pattern. And suddenly we can create something different. It's how I describe the dimensions of consciousness in my book, One Day My Soul Journey in the Gaia Tribe. We stay in the same awareness level, the same dimensional level of consciousness until something just pops open, flips, a little switch flips or something happens genetically, chemically inside of our mind, body, soul and boop we shift to another dimension and so we just pop from third to fourth and then we stay in this cycle this pattern this loop of fourth dimension until boop, something pops and we move into fifth and so we're continuously offered these opportunities to expand to become more than we were before to become more aware to become more joyous to become more peaceful whatever your focus is we stay in the same endless cycle until something flips and then we move into a higher vibration. And once we get comfortable in that vibration and we've mastered that, we boop, pop into the next one. And so that's really what I have felt when I was comparing the word endless to Groundhog Day. 
you know, in Groundhog Day, he stayed in the same loop over and over until he shifted. And when he was ready for something different, the experience elevated. And then he stepped into a different experience of the day until he finally had mastered that whole journey he was on and the day could complete and he could continue on with his life. A different person. A different person who probably, if we were to continue the story, he probably was a million fold happier as that new version of himself than if he had gone to the town the first day, had just one day of experience in the groundhog shadow and gone back to his regular life. His entire experience of being a human transformed because of that loop where he mastered himself. So, <laughs> sometimes when I get an awareness about something, I'm trying to translate it. I'm like, is any of this making sense? <laughs> Because I see it so clearly. I hope someone else is getting what I'm seeing here. <laughs> I feel like we are, we are in one of those loops that is about to give us a little window right now. And you hearing this podcast is offering you that window. Are you ready to do something different? Are you ready to shift into the next level of your enjoyment of your life? Are you ready to tap into that feeling of like the endless delight of mind, body, soul, not the endless loop of a groundhog day. Right? Like which, which place are you, which um, feeling, energy field are you wanting to play in? And so what's the shift? How does the shift happen? You shift. You do something different. Because what, what is so powerful about co-creation on our planet right now let me see how to describe this. So in the movie, we only see the movie from his point of view. We see how he sees his day. We see how he sees everybody else. It's a one-person narrative that we're watching. The co-creation of humanity here on Gaia is everyone is the main character. <laughs> everyone has their own movie playing. <laughs> we're all the star in our own show. <laughs> so you may think <laughs> that if you change, you can impact everyone around you and make all of them change, but they're having their own experience too. So there's this dynamic play, power, I don't know what word you want to use, gift. There's this dynamic gift that happens when we bring our energy back into the same old place, but we are different. Suddenly, those around us aren't having the same experience that they used to with how we would show up because we're not showing up the same way. So if you show up and you are present and listening, where before you used to be a massive talker, and the other person is used to being quiet because you would always talk, and so now you're just sitting there listening, looking at them, they have to talk. They're going to be like, oh, shit. <laughs> Do I have anything to say? They're actually listening to me. Now what? <laughs> They're remembering what I told them. Oh, shit. Now I really got to like do my work and show up and, and honor what I've committed to. And so it activates something in their story. So they have their own shift in themselves. And then they come back. And now when they're energetically exchanging with you, you're different and also they're different. You're both different. <laughs> so now what happens? 
<laughs> right? You can feel the potential of this. And when it's many, let's say you have an office, like your immediate community group is 10 people. What if eight of the 10 are suddenly very, very different? Those other two are going to struggle if they just want to stay in the same old dynamic because it's not the same old dynamic. And so everyone kind of get, gets ping-ponged energetically together. And when all 10 are suddenly vibrating in a different energy field or in a different um, level of awareness, can you feel how much fun that's going to be? Because now you're awake. Now you're on your toes. You can't fall into the same old Groundhog Day routine. You are like having to really play at a higher game. And so it just becomes more fun. Right? It, life just becomes more fun because the, the energy moving through you is not stagnant. It's, your energy is being challenged and you're, you're being provoked and you're having to create and you're having to shift your own way of being because someone else has shifted their way of being. And so we're not stuck. We're not stuck. Maybe we don't quite know what uh, groove we're falling into next or which dimension we're moving through. Or maybe we don't have as much structure to it, but we're alive in the experience. And that's what was so beautiful about watching Bill Murray's character. You could see him come alive. You could see him awaken. He was so bored with his life at the beginning of the movie. He was so irritated with humans and with a groundhog and with routines and rituals and like the whole thing was just driving him crazy and then he just started to find the beauty the joy in life in the little everyday things right ice carving not that I've ever ice carved <laughs> but <laughs> there was a beautiful scene where it starts to snow and he's outside and you can just see him finally see the magic of snow falling from the sky and watching this woman he's fallen in love with as she sees the magic and shows him the magic of the snow falling from the sky that's what's possible when when you step slightly out of the loop you were in before and you see that little window inviting you to shift to elevate to awaken to become more aware to see things differently when you step up into that next playing field there's magic there's always magic in it because it's new you're seeing it for the first time you're seeing it with a new gratitude a new delight it's like this childlike wonder gets activated again and isn't that the most beautiful way to live your life? Not cynical and bored, but with childlike wonder. And when we show up in that way, others now are invited to meet us in that new way of playing. And because it's so much more fun than the old way, people are going to elevate. <laughs> They're going to rise up and play with you because you're having more fun than they have. <laughs> they don't they don't want to be bored anymore. You know, people don't want to be in the old job, in the old patterns, the old cycles. They want something different. We're just not all sure yet what is that that we want? Which, what is it we're creating? Which direction are we going? So you just start with how you feel, how you're showing up, the conversations you're having, the listening you're doing, 
the steadiness, not multitasking, not fidgeting, but like truly being still and present with another person. It's the most beautiful gift. And when we all start to feel more seen and heard and valued and this exchange of energy between us is morphing into something new, right? Like the breathing room, the space for creation to start moving. I saw this beautiful post on Instagram earlier and it said, how did it say it? I think her Instagram is thinking beings or thinker beings and it said something about um, by the end of 2020 your paycheck will be your play money there are new streams of income opening up right like can you just feel the truth of that and the possibility of that when we elevate our awareness and our consciousness and we tap into this flow of universal energy that's always around us new ideas new creations come forward and when we're playing in that level of joy and delight the energy exchange is more joyful the it's it's like you want to gift somebody something to say thank you because it was so much fun and so there isn't that we're not going to have this endless heavy feeling of money as we're exchanging with other people we're gonna be like here <laughs> take this look at this yes <laughs> right that was so much fun to play with you here like we're going to shift our exchange with time it's already shifting with time I mean, all of us are feeling it, right? What day are we on? Is it is it a week or a weekend? I don't know. Is this five minutes or 50 minutes? Like it's all so irrelevant. And so as we dissolve with time, money is going to dissolve in the heaviness that we've held it. It's going to be this playful monopoly way of exchanging. So I know as I say all of this to you, if you're in the loop of the beginning of Groundhog Day, you can hear this and you can go, yeah, uh-huh, sure. Same old, same old, <laughs> right? Yeah, I get that. I totally get that that's how you could receive this. And so that's a choice. It's a choice you make, right? Do you receive new information with the same vibration you've been in? Does it feel heavy and endless and another same old? Maybe. And that's okay. But there's this other way. There's this window you can step through. And I don't have a pathway for you of the window. I can't tell you you do these five things and you get this step through this portal. It's not like that. It's, it's in you. Something inside of you just clicks into gear and you're like, oh, yes, that. I get that. I understand that. I feel that. I'm going to show up as that. Inside of you is different. And so you show up in those same old, same old, same olds, different. And then it all starts to, <laughs> like little dominoes, boom, 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 boom. Everything just starts to shift. <laughs> and it's so much fun. <laughs> it's so much fun to watch it happen. It's so much fun to be in the creation of it. It's just so much fun. Okay, so there you go. Um, listen to the song Endless. It's amazing. Um, 
what else would I offer? I, I have found for myself, I'll just name this in case you are feeling a match. I found for myself after being in a cocoon really with just my immediate family for so long, last over the last week we've started to have more people over and I've gone out a little bit more and I can feel for myself how it's a lot, you know, um, I'm very good at managing my own energy and and also just being around other people I can feel how much is shifting for others and so it it is tiring at times for me and I can do it for a few hours or we did a long day on Monday with our family and I could tell at the end of the day I'm like I just need to sit by myself in some quiet space and I just need to like breathe and pull my energy back in and there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with saying okay steady regroup back to my practice meditation time bath in the morning right get my sunshine take my walk with star whatever it is like so I name that so that you don't feel like you're crazy if it's hard to suddenly be around lots of people again it's an adjustment it's a shift it's a big shift and so pace yourself pace yourself do what you need to take care of yourself clear your energy I host these Sunday meditations and that's this is what I guide everybody through in the call everyone calls the lines are on mute and all you hear is my voice and I just guide this process of right like let's breathe let's come back into our bodies let's move out whatever has been accumulated as we've been around lots of people again let's release that into the earth and then right come back into our strength come back into our steadiness tap back into this universal energy field that's always around us and then refuel refuel with that and then (laughs) if we get that far and usually we do like focus on the week ahead how do you want to step into your next week? What would feel like the smoothest, most joyful way to start your Monday morning? What, what clarity can you find from your soul in the moment in this meditation space we do on Sundays? What clarity can your soul offer about the best way to navigate through this next week? So if you're moving through that internal elevation or window opening, these Sunday calls are a really grounded, powerful way to get to know your energy and clear out what isn't your energy and then really harness your power so they're called here now with Viv and you can find them on my website mysouljourney.com they're under uh, what's right there on the front page it says join our Sunday meditations so that's one way to support it would be like offering Bill Murray's character you know, a little meditation. (laughs) Maybe we should redo Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day with meditation. We could shorten that path for him (laughs) so fast. (laughs) Oh my God, I need to send him an email. Wouldn't that be the best? (laughs) Groundhog Day meditated. (laughs) That's so awesome. (laughs) Yeah, so that's that's the support that I offer that would really... um, really smooth out your path, (laughs) bring some ease and grace into this time that we're all moving through. 
Yeah. Okay. I think that's, that feels like it for today. I will be back next week on Friday and I just send you such love. It is an incredible time to be alive on this planet. There is so much that is being brought up for us to look at and heal and clear and release. So try to not get caught in the grooves that are, um, that you don't have any impact on, you know, really focus. Um, I'm not saying that in the right way. You have the power to shift yourself. You don't have the power to shift other people. And so the most impactful way to shift other people is to do your own work because you will show up differently in all of your spaces. So don't focus on the other person. Focus on what you need to heal and clear and strengthen in yourself. And then show up as that better version of yourself. And things will shift around you. Humanity is healing at the most incredible pace. And it looks messy as shit while we're doing it. But it's happening. It's absolutely happening. So do your part. Do your own work. And then let's see what we co-create together. Thank you for tuning in to this vibration of pure love. I invite you to join me on Sunday mornings for an hour of meditation, visualization, and energy healing, where we realign our mind-body-spirit with Gaia and Source. You can learn more at mysouljourney.com. Let's take this message of Gaia's love out into all of our relationships and communities today. So much love from my heart to yours.